Dying is not an option, but how we die sometimes is. Over the weekend, the family of former US President Jimmy Carter released a statement saying that the 98-year-old would stop medical treatment and instead receive palliative care at home. It means the president will die in the comfort of his own home, surrounded by his family. And while most Australians would prefer to die at home, how many have that option? Jane Phillips is a professor of palliative at the Queensland University of Technology and Jane Phillips joins us this morning. Thank you, Jane. Good morning, Patricia. Jane, you've worked for many years in palliative care. With your experience and research, why would most people prefer to spend their last days at home? Well, home is that safe haven that we all love, a place that we you know, really cherish and usually it enables us to be surrounded by people that are very significant to us and that everything is actually familiar. That's for the majority. Not Home is not necessarily a safe place for everybody but um, and that's something we need to consider in palliative care. But for the vast majority of us, we will want to spend as many days as possible in the comfort of our own home. Um, I think there's probably two questions. I'm not sure that we all want to die at home, Mm. but we definitely want to have um, the choice of being comfortable and supported and not being a burden to our family and carers and to remain at home for as long as possible and to be as well as possible. Are many Australians given the option of going home for palliative care? Well, yes, you know, a large number of people are, and I think most people who are diagnosed with cancer and have um, aggressive end-stage disease will find their way to palliative care services. People with non-cancer diseases such as heart failure, renal failure, um, COPD, respiratory illness, may neurological conditions, dementia, may be less likely to find their way to specialist palliative care services. But we need to remember specialist palliative care services are really only required for people with complex needs. All of us, every doctor, nurse, allied health professional should be able to provide palliative care and tailor the care they provide to each individual patient and then call in palliative care services when people have got complex needs um, and are needing more support. How difficult for family members and loved ones uh, to support someone, is it to support someone dying at home? Well, there are a number of different factors that play into that. And I think what we need to remember, particularly as a society, is that for many people can only remain at home because they've got an able-bodied and willing carer. And the average age of somebody dying with palliative care in Australia is 75. So by the time you arrive at being 75, if you're lucky enough to have a partner or somebody in your house, you know, they may be a similar age older. They may have their own chronic and complex illnesses. You may be dependent on adult children living nearby. And if you don't have either of those, then you'll be um, more dependent on perhaps your circle of friends and community. So, you know, caregiving is quite an insidious process in that people start um, to do it and before too long they find that they're quite immersed in it. And it's actually physically and emotionally demanding and, you know, as a society I think we can do much more to support our many caregivers who are 
battling behind closed doors in Australia today. Would it take the burden also off the hospital system and our broader systems if people were able to be cared for uh, more often at home? Most definitely. I mean, a number of years ago, um, Palliative Care Australia, our peak organisation, um, commissioned KMPG to write a document, invest, Investing to Stay, which actually looks at the economics of increasing investment in palliative care in Australia. And what that document found is as a society, we already spend um, $8 billion on dying in Australia and half of that actually goes to hospital-based care. What we do know is that when people are dying um, and they're admitted to hospital, their length of stay in our healthcare system is twice as long as other patients. So the average length of stay for a palliative patient admitted when they're dying is 11 days. Now, if we could actually invest in um, better integrated palliative care services with access to timely home care, then we would enable more people to stay at home and perhaps even reducing the number of days in hospital, you know, by one and two would make a significant um, saving. But that actually really requires a greater investment and particularly in um, palliative care services, which are quite, you know, Australia does have one of the best palliative care systems in the world, but not everybody has access to those services and they're quite sporadic. But I think as a somebody who spent a lot of time working in community-based palliative care and caring for people at home, one of the biggest challenges that is growing um, by the day is actually being able to access timely home care services. So that's actually being able to get somebody to come and assist um, a person with a life-limiting illness who's deteriorated, who actually needs assistance with personal hygiene. Now, that may sound really quite simple, but in actual fact, preservation of Hygiene is really, it's really a basic human right and something we need to be able to afford everyone. And it's not necessarily appropriate to be asking carers to do that when they're already doing um, so much of the heavy lifting. And particularly if you're an older person and you've never actually provided personal hygiene to someone, it's actually you know, it is um, a, a skill and our homes are not necessarily really set up to be able to support people to do that. So one of the challenges in palliative care is that palliative care services really promote independence. So we really want people to be as well as possible, as I've said, for as long as possible and to be doing the things that give them joy. And so therefore, often our patients are not really that keen on accepting assistance until they really, really need it. And as a palliative care nurse, by the time that happens, it's often very difficult to be able to mobilise the services that you need to be able to support that person and their carer to remain at home. So we do know that most reasons why people end up being admitted to hospital is they don't have the support they need, they don't, their symptoms are poorly um, managed and their caregiver is actually distressed. And we also need to remember for many people they don't necessarily want to die at home. And for many carers, they're not necessarily comfortable about the person dying at home either. You mentioned that we have the best, one of the best palliative care systems in the world, um, but you still obviously are pushing to make it better. What, what immediate steps could make it better? And do you feel like there's enough of an emphasis on this by the new government? 
I think the important thing is that we need to ensure Australians have choice. And part of having choice is you need to have access to the services that you need, but you need those services in a timely way. And whilst we do have My Age Care and we do have the NDIS, which have made a huge difference, often for palliative care patients, it is extremely difficult for them to access those systems, which are both complex and actually not that responsive when you have a life-limiting illness and you have weeks or days to live. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Professor Jane Phillips is the head of the School of Nursing at QUT and former president of Palliative Care Nurses Australia. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app. Hi, podcasters. Just jumping back in with a special call out for the health report. Dr. Norman Swan, who, of course, you know from RN Brecky and, well, everywhere, hosts the health report with Tegan Taylor. And it's really worth hearing if you want to stay up to date with the latest in health and medical news. Search for it on the ABC Listen app.